Sipping on some 40s, yeah, yeah. Talking about the 40s, oh yeah. His 40s are 40s, oh yeah, oh yeah. Hello everyone and welcome to another exciting episode of 40s on 40s. I'm Seth. I'm Josh. And today we celebrate our 20th episode. Woo! Good lord. 20 episodes. I remember when we were 10 episodes in, I was like, ah, we're probably going to be done after, like, 12. Like, we're going to get bored. <laughs> we don't we <laughs> want to do this anymore. But, um, I think it's safe to say it's a regular thing now. It's just a big part of our lives, Seth. <laughs> it is. It's a big part of our lives. I know it's changed me in, in, uh, in, in completely, uh, special ways <laughs> that couldn't have been done any other way. And, uh, I think I'm the better for it. I'm much the better man. Yeah, I'm, much I'm the better man. glad to hear that. Um, Thanks for staying with us for uh, these 20 amazing episodes. Yeah, <laughs> oh my god. We've, we've developed inside jokes. We've established pop singers that we like and don't like. We may or may not have had affairs um, with each other. Yes. Wait, did you cheat on me with somebody? No, I didn't mean it that way. Oh, okay, good. I mean, I was... Should have been a fair and non-plural. <laughs> what I meant. We may have had an affair. Okay. Yes. We're, yeah. Okay. That's fine. Um, so yeah, I mean, thank you to everybody for listening for 20 episodes. Like, we were just talking before that like more people are listening to this podcast than ever, and we like could not be more surprised, but also yeah. like flattered. So thank you for continuing to listen to us ramble on. Yeah, and I mean, again, like. I know that our Facebook is generally just, like, a, a hub for, like, hey, we have a new episode up, and so is our Twitter, and so is our Instagram, but if you ever want to comment, like, throw us a comment, like, we are definitely not shy, like, throw us a comment how you feel about an episode, or, um, you know, various other thoughts, um, yeah, open the forum, maybe Seth's voice is cracking too much during an episode, <laughs> I don't know, it's, you, you can totally give us feedback, man, it's cool, um, anyway, that was all I was going to say uh, while I was still sober. So with that, yes, let's crack into these. Um, so I have a little something special planned. Um, it is the 20th episode after all. And last episode we did the Brass Monkey. Yes. Which was very exciting. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about... Or the last, the 10th episode. Yes, the 10th yeah. episode. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about introducing another kind of mixed drink concoction, uh, but instead I opted for more of the novelty beer plus a shot option. Okay. So we're going to go with that tonight. So um, for, <laughs> I'm going to introduce the beer first because I'm mm -hmm. really proud of it that I found it. Um, Josh, do you want to, do you want to describe to our listeners here uh, what this is? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Okay, so there's this really sleek black can, mm -hmm. and it has really awesome artwork by or er, in the vein of Iron Maiden because it's created by Iron Maiden. Yep, <laughs> and it's uh it's called Trooper. Yep, it's premium British beer. It's actually made in the UK. This is awesome. It's charged with flavor. O U R flavor. <laughs> Of course, because it's, it's, it's British. I feel cold just holding it. I know, right? Let alone drinking it. 
There's actually a whole mess of flavor text on the back, which I don't know if we want to get. Well, fuck it. It says, <clears throat> Onward, onward, rode the 600. The charge of the Light Brigade, which inspired the Iron Maiden song The Trooper, took place at the Battle of Balaclava in 1854 during the Crimean War when 600 British cavalry courageously charged the massed Russian artillery. This gallant but foolhardy assault resulted in a massive loss of life. It came about due to a misunderstanding of an order given by the commanding officer, Lord Raglan. <laughs> that is hilarious. So, um, fuck yeah. Charging into battle. This poor man. This poor man. They just, they misheard one word and that like, was a defensive it. life and death. Yep, it's very, it's very metal. Well, to their honor, I guess. Yeah, dude. Right. Um, now, the other thing I want to introduce, because I don't know if we want to start with this or if we want to start with this other thing, but because it's, uh, because it's army themed. Oh, okay, yeah. I figured that it would be good to have us just a wee bit of fire. <laughs> fire. So I got us some fireball shots. <laughs> Excellent. Because, <laughs> you know, I figured having a theme would be good. So, um... Oh, and yeah, just FYI, there's more than one of these because I... Well, more than one of the beers because I realized that they're a little bit smaller, so I got a four-pack. So sweet. They're like tall boys, but there's four of them, so that should be enough. So, uh, uh, what do you want to do first? Do you want to do the shot first, or do you want to do the beer? Do you want to try mixing them? That might be kind of fun, but kind of gross. If it were up to me, I would I would uh, take the shot first. Cool. Well, let's take Here the shot is. first. You know, I always wish they made these shots a little bit larger at the top because I feel like yeah. when you shoot them it's really slow it's, it's really awkward <laughs> it's really weird but anyway cheers cheers buddy <laughs> oh yeah did that in one gulp ooh that cinnamon he got a all up in my business it tastes good it did taste good I haven't had that in a long time Really? Yeah. When was the last time you had it? Uh, probably four or five years ago. Wow, really? Yeah. I and that and then like the time before that was probably the first time I ever heard of it. Um, Damn. I made friends with uh, this girl in mm-hmm. a stats class when I was like twenty-one. Oh, okay. And uh, I went to a party with her and some of her friends. And mm-hmm. it was, like, this really, like, nice house just south of Ventura in these, like, kind of hill areas and near Sherman Oaks. Oh, and, nice. And, like, we were getting alcohol with her and her friends, and then someone got Fireball, and it was a big deal to them. <laughs> and I was like, what are you talking about? And blah, blah, blah. I was like, that was, like, the noob. I was the the noob kid that, you know, shouldn't have been there. And, like, uh-huh. oh, check it out. And then when we parked, and before we got inside the party, like, I took a nice swig of it. Nice. And, uh... It's actually yeah. pretty smooth. It's It's got the cinnamon, but, like, it goes down a lot smoother than a lot of other alcohols of its type. Yeah. The party was awesome. Yeah? Yeah. I met... There's, like, two people that I knew. Like, two people that were friends of my sister that recognized me that I was mm-hmm. like, oh, hey, what's up? So I didn't... I had, like, more people I knew. And then this other girl that was in, like, another class at the same college happened to be there. Okay. And, um... Yeah, it just say it was a good party. Um, That's awesome. Just uh, late in the night, like 1, 2 a.m. when everything was winding down. Yeah. And we were about to leave. I just remember being drunk on a couch and, like, <laughs> being with all these strangers of, like, the leftover kids who were still yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. And we were just, like, talking and laughing and joking. And then, uh, 
there was like mild flirtation going on between me and this lesbian couple. Oh, okay. They, I don't think they were interested. We were just drunk and joking. Yeah, around. just like having But a it just stuck in my head because it was funny. That's really and, funny. Uh, yeah. Well, one of the first times I ever had <clears throat> Fireball was actually in Arizona, of all places. Um, I was on a tour and we were playing at this one bar in um, in Prescott. Shout out to Prescott, Arizona. You guys are fucking awesome. And, uh, yeah, and it was this bar that actually I don't think exists anymore, uh, but it was really great. It was one of our first, like, you know, paid out-on-the-road gigs, so it was really fun. And um, they were having this deal where they were just basically just giving us all the fireball we wanted, and I never yeah. had it before. <laughs> and I was like, cool, let's try it. And so I did was like, wow, this actually went down really smooth. But, like, a bunch of other members of, like, my band and a bunch of my friends were like, oh, that was so intense. And I was like, oh, really? And then I proceeded to drink, like, a couple more shots and, like, you know, showboated and impressed everybody. And uh, it was hilarious. And even to this day, a lot of my bandmates in, in other bands are like, ew, I can't do Fireball. And I'm like, watch me. <laughs> and then I do, and it's, like, really exciting. Um, I don't know. I, I do like it. Um, I think it's, <laughs> it's, it's actually really good if you have it with, like, apple cider. Yeah. Cause then you got like there the go. yeah. yeah you've got like the cinnamon appleness. I will. I want to tell one quick anecdote as well. Yeah, yeah. About that party. Go is for it. Is the, it about? It's about that same party. Same party. Yeah. Okay. The the girl the stats girl that invited me to the party who I was right. there with. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the, one of the things that actually sticks out most in my mind about the party is that her ex boyfriend, or just longtime friend that she really like loved, mm-hmm. was there. And Uh-oh. he just, he stuck in my head <clears throat> because oftentimes at parties, like, people, or let's just say this guy, <laughs> he, he could be like, it's, it's going to be a left turn. He, no, I, I like the way you said that. It's like people, or let's just say this guy. This guy, or just guys. Like, yeah. sometimes they're like, maybe they feel competition among, the, like, their group of dudes. Oh, yeah, and it resorts to, like, showing off. And... Or, yeah, or, like, or they're awkward with girls or, like, yeah. kind of not, like, flirting or hitting on girls or it's just, like, sometimes people feel all these social pressures at parties. Yeah. He was, like, the opposite of that and I just remember oh. ad- admiring him because he wasn't trying to impress anyone. He was didn't care if he looked weird or stupid. He wasn't hitting on anyone. He's literally just, like, being funny and relaxed in himself. Yeah. And, um... And I could tell, like, it, I had, like, this really nice moment of just seeing the stats girl look at him with, like, Aww. and I just broke my heart because I was like, it's like, oh, man, like, it's that basic, you know, loving someone that doesn't really love you. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I just remember that. What One quick example of, like, how he was just kind of, like, weird and goofy and, like, totally <laughs> cool with himself is, like, yeah. uh, he was one of the people in the large circle toward the end of the night, and he took his, he had his shoes off, we don't know why, and at a certain point, he was just, like, looking at the floor and he was like moving his feet in these circles on the on the wood floor <laughs> probably because it just felt nice yeah and he was just like chilling and having a good time moving his feet in the circles and then like the stats girl came and like kind of teased him about it and he's like he's like no 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 wait everyone we must move our feet in these circles oh to summon a and then he like made up this really funny name of a like demon or god or oh something god. that he wanted to summon and he's just like a total goofball just that's having so a good funny. time that's so funny yeah. dude yeah well, sure. You want to crack these beers open? Yeah. Let's get let's get down to it. Get down to oh shit. <laughs> there we go. I like how both of us yeah. were like, "Whoops." Cool. All right. Well, cheers, buddy. Cheers. Twentieth episode. Ooh. 
Ooh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Wow, I'm surprised. It's a, it's a little bitter. It's nice. No, it is nice. It's bitter, but it's got a little bit of a kick to it. Cool, man. Well, let's uh, let's get to these songs here. Um, let it be known that we are actually now... I believe all the songs we're going to do tonight are past the top 40. So we've officially <laughs> broken through to the other side uh, cool. as we end this season out. So, first, uh, top 5 plus 1. The uh, Ed Sheeran song, Perfect, still number 1. Okay. Havana's number two. Finesse, which we did last week, is actually now number three. So it's just fucking moving up in the world. And then Rockstar's four, No Limits five. Okay. Which means that uh, Imagine Dragons, at long last, has been toppled from the top five. Excellent. Which, uh... This pleases me. <laughs> I was gonna say, I thought you'd like that. Yeah. Um, and then number seven, teen, uh, <laughs> is still Bodak Yellow, actually. Cool. So, we've got that going. Oh, I mean, it is right. Yeah. Um, which brings us to... Which brings us to the first song of the night, uh, which is called Ric Flair Drip, uh, which is funny because like, we actually did talk about Ric Flair earlier on this podcast. Woo! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay. Drip? What yeah, is drip? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know Ric Flair drip. drip. Do you know what drip is slang for? I, uh, I mean, other than a, other than a venereal disease, no, I, I don't know. Um, let me actually Urban look. Dictionary, you know? Yeah, well, let me make sure that that's actually the name of the song. Uh, in fact, it is Ric Flair drip. We're gonna have to figure out what that's slang for after we listen to this. We'll figure it out. We'll let you know. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into it. Going to the driller, bust the AP, yeah. Sliding on the water like a jet ski, yeah. I'm trying to fuck you on your bestie, yeah. Chopper with this girl, so do not test me, yeah. Rick Flood drip, go woo on a bitch. 5790, spit the coupe on my wrist. Multi-million dollar, I'm a fool with the hits. Hop up in the lemon and drop the roof. You know, honestly, I feel like uh, part of me kind of likes the mental image of Offset just like walking up to a girl and her friend and being like so uh you want to get with me woo (laughs) (laughs) it's just like that's the pickup line that's foolproof that works every time trust me I mean the last time I tried that pickup line um it did not end up the same for me um I think I got I think I got Either I either got head headlocked or I got thrown out of the bar. I don't remember which. Probably because they both happened at the same time. Um. Anyway, what are your thoughts on the song? Um. Okay, so I actually liked that there were only a few elements and there was very little, um, <clears throat> very little effects. Mm-hmm. It was like. You just got that main melody. The drums sounded like a keyboard drum thing that was like had no effects on it, just doing its thing. Yeah. Then you got the low, you got the, excuse me, the low boomy bass, like reminded me for some reason of like late 2000s, like vibes. Not just the bass, I mean the whole thing together, but. Um, oh, okay. And the, the dude's flow was calming and soothing. Yeah. Um, I actually enjoyed the overall vibe i enjoyed the simplicity and like just the sort of chill repetitive 
Um, you know, I'm trying to think of other descriptive or emotion words, but I mean, mm-hmm. I just, I enjoyed it. Um, lyrics are, you know, nothing special, just the <laughs> use, you know, the use, yeah. But overall vibe was just chill, it was nice. Yeah, you know, and I, I agree. I think that, um, <clears throat> I think that if the song had a, <clears throat> a like higher, glossier production, I think it would have been boring. But I kind of like the fact that it was like dark and brooding and kind of foreboding almost. Yeah. Um, I think that really that really worked well with the with like the minimalism that was happening in the track. Mm-hmm. And like, it did feel I don't know, like it did feel like they were they were pulling like kind of an intimidation front, but it was like very like. It was very dark. It's like you're walking down, like, an alley, and you just, like, run to this guy, and he's just like, I have a chopper. I could, sh- <laughs> I could shoot you right now, and you're like, oh, shit. Like, it really creates, like, a like a setting, you know? Um, I, I agree, but I feel like at the same level, if you're like, dude, I won't fuck with you, he'd be like, all right, it's all good. Yeah? You <laughs> yeah. think he'd let you go? Yeah. It seems like he's just trying to, like, you know, get with that girl and her bestie. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, wear his cool watch, so he'd probably let you go. That's true. Like a threesome, do you think? Or, like, different times without them knowing? That's a good question. Well, he said, I'm trying to get with you and your bestie. He didn't say you, then your bestie, so I'm assuming it's a threesome. Hmm. I mean, I can can only assume, you know. it's, it's, It's open to interpretation. I think it's kind of funny, actually, because he... That line is kind of just in there, but, like, really the whole song is more about him, like, flexing, like, his wealth and his status. Yeah. It's not really about trying to get with with chicks. Not really. So no. I think it's kind of funny that that line is just kind of, like, you know, inconspicuously just, like, in the chorus. Yeah. <laughs> and then that subject yeah. never comes up again. Yeah, I mean, he's got to throw something like that in there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you gotta, right? You got you got to appease the the top yeah. forty gods. What the hell would this be if it didn't have a like that in there? Right. So we were looking at the at the genius like descriptor for some of the lines in this track, and apparently, um, Offset actually uses the woo as an ad lib in other songs, but apparently he based it off of Ric Flair's woo. Yeah, like that was the that was the background for it, which I was kind of surprised by. I didn't think that Ric Flair was somebody that would be so influential in the hip hop world. Oh no, he's. I mean, he's influential everywhere, I guess. Yeah, he's an icon. If anyone that knows anything about WWE, he's like an icon. Yeah, he's kind of like one of the originals, right? Yeah. I know very little about WWE, but there's like a couple of names, and like Ric Flair is definitely one of them. Like, I barely know anything about WWE, and I know who Ric Flair is. I actually, he's he's before my time, sort of, but I my dad had, like, tapes, so I'd seen him, my dad knew him, because my dad was into wrestling. Oh, okay. So, up until I was, like, 12, I was also very much into wrestling. That's really funny. Yeah. Like, not like we actually believed it was real, but just, <laughs> just right. the entertainment of it and the show. I mean, I, as a child, I thought it was real until I was, like, older, a little older. Well, it's funny because I, re- I realized <clears throat> at, there was some point where I was like, oh, WWE is basically the equivalent of, like, you know, what fantasy football is for people. It's, like, it's a, yeah. it's a different sort of, like, escapist fantasy, but, like, 
it's in the more like you have a character then they go out and like there's like storylines and yeah. character arcs yeah and like it's it's fun to see it like play out in real time and like cuz you don't know what their characters are going to do exactly and because it's like real people and it's like broadcast on like national television this is i think i'm going to like go home and watch youtube videos of certain things to yeah. like remind myself of my childhood cuz like That's funny. i hadn't thought of this till literally just now probably for 15 years it never crossed really? my mind like just how it was part of my childhood and like I would wrestle with my dad oh and that's funny I remember my favorite wrestler was Gold Dust Gold Dust who might have like been perhaps a gay wrestler or might fed up for being gay because of like his oh, outfit okay. and his like makeup okay but I think I liked him because he reminded me of like a Power Ranger probably <laughs> the, way, the way he dressed awesome. I think and um the other little nugget I'll share is I was uh, pretty scared of Undertaker. Okay. And when I was three, my dad took me to um, to a wrestling show in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And when the Undertaker came out, I went under the seat, just terrified. I hid under the seat. Really? Yeah. Oh my god, it's so funny. Yeah. You know, and like for me, like not knowing a whole lot about wrestling, like <clears throat> I only knew a couple of like the really big names. Like I knew The Rock when he was there. Um, I think my favorite was, was Steve Austin. Um, Stone Cold Steve Stone Cold Steve Austin. Just because, like, the dude the dude just seemed unflappable. You know, like, I feel like everyone else would, like... Everyone else would go through these, like, crazy... I mean, I, again, I, like, didn't really follow it, but from what people were telling me, everyone would go through these, like, crazy, like, emotional character arcs. And Stone Cold was just always the dude who would just, like, show up and, like, not be phased by anything. Yeah. So, yeah. and I, again, like, I could be totally wrong about that, <laughs> but just from my perception, I was like, Stone Cold just seems like a solid dude. Like, he didn't seem like he was trying to, like, be overly dramatic about anything or, like, try and, like, downplay anything. He just, like, showed up and was like, yeah, I'm I'm good at wrestling. Let's do it. And yeah. that was just kind of, like, his character. And I always kind of liked that. I feel like some people maybe thought that was boring, but I always appreciated it because he was kind of like... He was kind of like the straight man in a sea full of crazies, you know? Right. So, like, I don't know. I appreciate that. And, and the fact that, like, at least from my perception, it seems like he retired fairly gracefully, all things considered. Whereas, like, you know, Hulk Hogan was famous for, like, selling out, like, super hard and, like, having, like, a TV show and, like, right. selling pasta. Tonight on Monday Nitro, Pasta Mania is good. All my Hulkamaniacs running wild. And, like... You know, it was just a weird turn of events for the guy. Yeah. He he should have, uh, his peak was, like, Rocky Three. Right. He had that, like, cameo in Rocky Three. Oh, no, that was, um... That was Hulk Hogan. I thought that was Mr. T. No, both. Mr. T is the guy... Is, Mr. T's the actual guy yeah. that he fights. Hulk Hogan is just, like, there's this charity event where Rocky fights Hulk Hogan. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, you know what? I remember that. Yeah. And then Rocky, like, gets, like, doesn't he, like get like or doesn't he choke and Hulk Hogan's like come on man isn't, uh, that, isn't that a moment where like Rocky like is out of the zone because he like hasn't been boxing for a while and he's sorry, like yeah. no like he Rocky thinks it's just for show but Hulk Hogan like tries to actually hurt him like oh, not, not okay. like well yeah it kind of hurt him and Rocky's like what the fuck like he's like this is just supposed to be for charity and then when right. when Rocky realizes he's going hard then Rocky starts actually fighting him back oh. and at the very end Hulk's like we put on a good show, and then you realize, like, even though Hulk was, like, really, f like, being aggressive and violent... It was still a show? He still thought it was, like, entertaining. And, That's so funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. I feel like, I feel like I was... 
Maybe it was because of when I grew up. I feel like when I was a kid was sort of the time that Hulk Hogan was sort of becoming like a punchline. And like kind of after his glory days. Whereas to me, like, I feel like Stone Cold was sort of like the next generation after Hulk Hogan. Yeah, Hulk was, he was before our our time. Yeah. And so like, I saw him only in like his sellout days. Whereas like Steve Austin and like Undertaker and all their ilk, I feel like were, were like the generation after. Yeah. So maybe I took them more seriously. I don't know. On the other hand, like I literally like was like the anti-sports kid, so I didn't know I didn't know shit about dick. So um, I just like I had a friend who was really into it, and that was how I had learned most of my like wrestling knowledge. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. Anyway, so I guess conclusion is the song was pretty tight. That's right. It was, it was chill. Yeah. Like. I don't know. I didn't feel like anything particularly stood out about it, but like it was cool. It was. It's. I feel like this is like a good like song to like, if you're at if you're like driving at night. I feel yeah. like it'd be a good soundtrack. Or at a party, yeah. Or at a party, yeah. Cool, man. Well, let's move on. Now that we've now that we've talked about our our wrestling heroes, um, so next up we have at number fifty, we have Lemon, which is actually the new NERD. Or nerd single. Do you know who nerd is? No. Um, I'll tell you about it when we talk about the episode. Okay. Uh, but it's also your girl Rihanna. That's right. She's coming, coming back. We made up. You made up. Okay, yeah. good. I know that you, you and her and Scissor were kind of having a, a little yeah. bit of a tiff there. So um, yeah. that's good. You made up. Rihanna realized I didn't have those feelings, and she's okay with it now. Oh, good for you, man. <laughs> Glad to see it. you're in a nice, healthy uh, working relationship yeah. again. Anyway, let's uh, let's get into this. delightful i enjoyed that i enjoyed that quite I, need, a bit. I need you to tell me what the bath salt line means <laughs> okay it's bothering me so the bath salts what was it bath salts biting speakers in the face yeah so a couple years ago there was a story about a dude who was found on the side of the road literally trying to eat another dude's face um like dude was alive other guy was just going right for his face. I think he ended up chewing off like part of his cheek or something. Oh. And uh, it was revealed that the guy was apparently influenced by bath salts. Okay. Now, how does that have anything to do with this song? <laughs> I think that they were describing the attack with which the beat hits the speakers as though they were being attacked and chewed on in the face by someone on bath salts. Okay. I, I think is what that line was about. I don't know why that was the line that, sh- that they chose to repeat so many times, but uh, I'm pretty sure that's what it meant. Pretty sure. Well, I got 90% on that. So That's that's a nice interpretation. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> like, this shit goes hard, like that guy in bath salts eating someone's face. Yes. That's, that's, that's cool, I guess. It's, it's pretty nice. Funny, clever. Nice little... 
Nice little tidbit. Got me. Yeah. I honestly feel like half the references just went over my head. <laughs> really? But that aside, at first I didn't like the 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 vibe of the dude rapping. Really? But it, he won me over like midway through because like I love the beat so much. Like my head just started bob, yeah, you know, bobbing like half midway through. And then when the bath salt refrain came in, I was just like, oh fuck, I'm really digging this. <laughs> and like that point on, I was just like fucking all about it. Yeah. It's like, bat. And then like. uh yeah, was it like? Does that keep continuing throughout the song? It was like, no, that was it. Was actually just no, that was just part. That, fuck. Oh, what was the other thing? It just I was so the catchy. Other, the other one was the bouncing around, bouncing around, bouncing. That was the, it. That was the refrain that went through the song. There's like, was that it? No, fuck. There was another refrain that it was like. It's like they just kept looping this sample, and I was like so into it. Oh really? Yeah. Um, we can try to find. It was it a here. vocal one. Okay. Um. Yeah, I was all about that song, dude. You know, and again, uh, I think it, it kind of snuck up. Was it, wait, wait a minute, was that it? Oh yeah, it was the wait, wait a minute. That was like, I was yeah. about that. It's like, wait, wait a minute. Oh yeah, that was the one on the outro. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was like, hell yeah. I was like, there's not enough like looping samples in, in hip hop these days. Yeah, it was just a good. It felt, and like, it felt so old school to me. It did. It felt old school and yet it was like very like new school. Um, I just I like the way it opens too, with like the truth can set you free, but until then it'll just piss you off. Yeah, <laughs> like I just love that sentiment. Yeah, it's um, true in a way. It's true. And there's actually a lot of lines in the song that are referencing like current events that are happening. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you caught that, but there was one about like and being like, how do you feel about guns? And like, how do you feel about the border? Yeah. And then there was a point where he's like, there's a black and white army, which one do you choose? So it's like you have to go to either side or else you get criticized. Um, I, I really like the, like, I really like how, how, like, poppy and goofy the beat was, but it was still, like, asking, like, some pretty hard-hitting questions. Um, I enjoyed that. Mm. I enjoyed that a lot. It was called, it was called Lemon, right? Yeah. Cool. Um, also, Rihanna rapping, dude. She was cool. She was cool. I, I enjoyed her, her flow. It was cool. Yeah, I, I was, like, really surprised to hear her rap. I I thought, I mean, again, like, I don't know what she would have sang on this song. Because there, there was almost no melody, which is what's kind of crazy about it. Yeah. Like, there was almost no melody, and yet, like, the song was carried just by, like, all the all the people... All the rappers, which I think yeah. was just for all Williams on this one. Yeah, you don't need. I don't think you need a. You don't need a melodic hook as long as there's just a hook. It's all good. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm trying to think of other songs that have done like songs that don't really have melodic hooks but still work really well. I'm having a hard time thinking of any off the um, top of my head. I know there's a couple out there that were like famously like didn't have melodic hooks. What was that famous MC Hammer song? Hammer time? Yeah, that's how we living in you know. Can't touch this. Yeah, that didn't have a melody, did it? Uh do 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 do. Oh wait, no, that was can't touch this. Can't touch this. Which is the same thing, I think. I guess the the there is a melody hook, but it's just not a vocal melody. Oh that's true. Well that's like I mean, a lot of a lot of old school rappers like that where they don't have like a sung portion, they just have like pure rapping. Yeah, and then, like, the melody, like, another instrument is the melody hook. Yeah. I almost feel like that was, like, well, there were different groups that did that. I guess it's not, like, specific to a time period. 
I mean, dude, just look at fucking, like, NWA. Like, they didn't have any sung lines in any of their raps. Or Wu-Tang, for that matter. They were all non-sung rap songs. I guess that was just gangster rap. I don't know if there's a subgenre that is, like, non-sung. I can't remember well enough, because I feel like a month or two ago, I listened to this dude that gets so much cred, Nas. Oh, yeah, dude, for sure. I listened to his record for the first time, the debut one. People think it's amazing, and, like... Filmatic? Yeah. I thought I liked it a lot. There's some songs I really liked a lot, but... Yeah. I'm, if I can, if I remember correctly, there were also in that record there wasn't really too many like melodic bits or anything. I like don't that. think so. I think there's like one or two near the end that maybe have like a melodic portion. Mm. But yeah, for the <clears> most <throat> part, it goes pretty hard. Um, you know what? Another classic rap album is like that that also doesn't have a lot of sung portions is uh, Mos Def's Black on Both Sides. Um, it's so good, dude. <laughs> it's like there's a bunch of there's a bunch of songs on that record that I remember very fondly, like listening to in college. Um, so anyway, there you go, listeners. There's some some hip hop classics to listen to. I think maybe the difference between those and this though is that this is clearly like like a hip hop pop song, and yet it doesn't have a melodic line. Yeah. Like I think it's it's mixed and it's like produced with like a pop sentiment, but it has no pop hook, <laughs> which I kind of think is cool, because like you can tell that like, you know, with like those those high pitched like bloop 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 like in the background, like that's a, that's very much like a pop sound, um, and even like some of like the trap snare noises, um, you'd expect a melodic line to come in somewhere, but it just never does. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even more. So, with the fact that Rihanna's on it, who basically only does sung portions of songs, so the fact that she's on here and doesn't sing is also kind of awesome and sort of, like, subversive to the norm. Yeah, man. How you doing there? I'm good. I was, you know, listening, and I have have not much else to say about the song, so I was just listening to you, but then also my mind was trailing off with, like... (laughs) Was I I getting too boring? No, no. I was... I was trailing off to Kanye? Yeah, because I'm thinking about different, like, records and artists I like a lot. Oh, I see, I see. And, and like, the hip-hop slash rap vein, and I ended up thinking about Kanye. And when I start thinking about Kanye, I usually get stuck, because I'm like, I just like his music so much. Yeah. And it's, like, so unique and different, and he's so good at just, like, the more musical side, the musical emotional side of, yeah. of, of production. Like, he's he's not, like, this amazing wordsmith, but he's, like, really good at you know, just creating these soundscapes and, like... Mm-hmm. You know, and he, actually... It's, like, it's really the music. Like, I could just listen to the music and the way he puts yeah. together his, his songs musically forever, like, all day, any mm-hmm. day. And, like, his... I like his flow and his lyrics are good and, like, they kind of hit home and, like, are very evocative, even though they're, like... Sometimes they might seem like... I don't know, maybe too direct or, like, not quote-unquote clever or, like, uh, interesting in terms of, like, those people that really appreciate the wordsmith, like, cleverness aspect of rap. Sure. Trying, I'm trying to articulate it well. Like, Kendrick is that. He's totally that, where he's all about the words and the language yeah. and, and that and that sort of thing. And then yeah. Kanye's, like, the other spectrum where it's just, like, no, he just goes for your gut. 
musically, musically and the way he writes and, and flows. Yeah, and actually thinking when you mentioned that, I think actually a song that has a lot of elements in it that are purely percussive and non-melodic is a song like Black Skinhead. Because that's a song where there's like a lot of like intense like drum portions and there's like these really long portions of silence it's just Kanye like rapping and like getting himself more worked up and worked up mm-hmm. and like that's a, I think that's a good example of like cause there's there's like some melodic background things in that song but like not a lot <laughs> and yeah. like it's yeah again that feels like very like animalistic and like yeah he's yeah he, I mean I I have a much much respect and inspiration from from Kanye he's yeah totally. very very, very, very creative, very unique, very imaginative. He just, he breaks ground on every record, like... Yeah, totally. Um, oh, also, I just remembered, so someone else who's, like, on the opposite spectrum, who, like, they're all about words, their their production's really good, though, too, is uh, this rapper named Aesop Rock. Mm-hmm. He's, his fucking lyrics are so good, dude, <laughs> like... I think I think at some point he someone like did just like a random survey of like who has the biggest vocabulary in hip hop. I think Aesop Rock was was number one. Um, yeah. With like I I don't know it was something insane like I want to say it was either in the tens of thousands or in the thousands, but he beat everyone out by at least like fifty percent more than anyone else. Mm. Like I think like the highest person had like. You know, twenty twenty six either hundred or thousand uh, unique words, and Aesop had like seventy six thousand or something, right? Or seventy six hundred. Like it was right. just like a huge difference. Um, but the dude is so good at telling stories and like articulating thoughts and like feelings through words that like his production, like his production's good, but it almost doesn't really matter sometimes, just because you're so focused on like listening to what he's like telling you. Right. Whereas Kanye is the opposite. Like his words don't really matter because you're listening to like what the music is doing. I feel yeah, the, yeah. The music makes you feel something, and it's like opening your eyes. Um, yeah. But I think I think lyrically, he's. I would just call him more direct. Like yeah, yeah. I agree. A lot of rap, it's sort of like I'm gonna show off the way that I can run these extended metaphors or puns or mm-hmm. like rhymes or or like there's all these different literary techniques that it's like let me show off right so when you listen you kind of have to like go into your analytical logical brain side and break down what's happening and appreciate it on like a on that yeah spectrum of your consciousness whereas like i actually like kanye a little more because i i tend to like music that's a little bit more like no, we're going to tap into your emotions and your mm. memories and your history and like really go for the gut yeah and I feel like that's what Kanye does. You don't, you know, you don't need to, like Kendrick. Like if you sit down and read his lyrics and read the lyrics of each song on a record, he pays a lot of attention to, like the way that themes <clears throat> and words interlap and go throughout the record. Mm-hmm. It's like you can sit down and like read his stuff and and like really start to dissect and appreciate it on like a analytical like break this down deconstruct level yeah but it's it, it hits me and, and, and it evokes emotions out of me a lot less yeah than if I'm listening to a Kanye song like he'll just he'll he'll just like tap into something that's in you and you'll feel something immediately like 
that's true. That's how I feel about Kanye's music. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's so hard. I don't really think I could choose one or the other because I think there's there's certain artists that do each of their styles so well that I don't know if I could ever go wholly in one direction. Like, I remember the first time I heard uh, Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Like, that album, like, blew my mind, dude. Like, there were so many interesting musical ideas that were going on in it. And all of them were so unique to each, to each other, like, track by track. But they were all done so, like, articulately and so well that it really blew me away. Um, whereas, you know, like, people like Aesop Rock or uh, Atmosphere or, like, Immortal Technique or, like, there's all these rappers that have these incredible, like, lyrical flows and the way that they can construct narratives and express themselves through words is, like, is just, like, it's like they're on another planet, you know? Yeah. And I don't really think, for me personally, like, I think each thing hits me in a different way. You know, like, I think music hits me with a certain resonance, and it, like, maybe could be more reminiscent or maybe, like, remind me of a time or a place, and that's cool. But then, like, you know, if lyrics are really good, then it, it also is, like, can transport you somewhere. Yeah. So, yeah. I, you know, I, I definitely like Kanye a lot. And, uh, you know, I know he's been through a lot of things, and he gets a bad rap for all of his personal foibles. But the thing is, like, okay, it's like if I listen to Kanye, he can make me laugh, he can make me smile, and he can make me cry. Yeah. Kendrick does all of those things a lot less mm. and, a, and a lot less intensely okay it's like you know it's like if you're listening to an artist it doesn't even have to just be like rap or hip-hop it's like do they reach your your mind or your brain or do they reach your heart more right it's those are the kind of things i think of and i, I usually tend to enjoy the ones that reach my heart a lot more yeah so that'd be like in the rap world kanye's like number one yeah. for, for that kind of thing same with Tupac. Tupac's another one where it's like mm-hmm. he reaches my heart a lot more than like you know yeah. many many other artists. Well, he'll, he'll say something and I'll just be like, "Fuck!" It'll just hit me really yeah. hard. It'll yeah, yeah, really hard. Well, let's let's go into this a little bit because I'm actually sort of interested by this su- subject. Um, you were mentioning Tupac hitting you, and uh, I was curious: is there are there any particular songs? that stand out to you that you remember being like, wow, this is really a crazy, like, song that I remember? Remember when we were in the bar at Fantasia and, fuck, was it that? It might have been that really popular one where he's like, this morning I woke up and asked myself, should I keep on going or blast myself, basically? Oh, yeah, dude, Changes. We were talking about that. That one hit me really hard. That was the the Tupac song I was thinking about. It's like, he's talking about political, social things. But the way he phrases it, it's like, it's also, it's not super clever or, like, impressive on the wordsmith area, but it's so direct, and, like, yeah. he has, like, a unique way of just putting the truth in your face, mm-hmm. and, you're, and you're just like, holy fuck, and then I totally, like, I just feel like my eyes open and I empathize with the, the harshness of it that he's talking about. Yeah, for it's sure. Just that, that one, that's one example, but there's other ones, like, the one about his mom... That one gets me. Mm. <clears throat> um, yeah, he's yeah. Um, Musically, not nearly as interesting or inventive as Kanye's records, right? But he's he's more of like it's my heart and like of all the rappers that I know of and I've seen interviews of Tupac, like especially interviews, I can just watch 
interviews with Tupac <laughs> all day long. It's just like, yeah, he just has a way of sh- of like having the truth, just like wake you up. Yeah, and you and you, it just like it really affects me when I hear him speak. Yeah, he's so so passionate and so like articulate, and it's just like, yeah, he makes you understand certain problems that like either you weren't aware of or you didn't you, he makes you see it in like a new way it's like right. it's crazy for me you know i've always liked um i i've always liked rap or or just music in general that like tells like small scale stories like um i mean don't get me wrong like i i really like you know things that tell grander grander stories but like i think i think an example is like tupac tells like the way that he, that changes the way that that song is written it's, like, written to kind of reveal this, like, bigger issue, but it's written on such, like, a small-scale, like, personal way mm-hmm. that, like, it's just really, like... You can, you can relate to it, you know? Yeah. Because there's, like, uh... There's so many things in that song that he talks about, but there's, like... There's a moment where, uh... He's talking about how, like, you know, you can try to, like, make a change for your community and, like, live well, and then, like, you just end up getting shot the next day by somebody... Yeah. And like it doesn't, and like you're just gone, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And like the way, just the way that he expresses those things is so fascinating to me. And it, yeah, and it hits me in a similar way too. Um, there's actually one song that I want to talk about really quick, and it's it's it was one of the first rap songs I ever heard where I really like sat down and was like, there's something else going on in this song, mm-hmm. and it's not a song that talks on like a grander scale, like like changes. Um, but it's a song that's, like, super personal, and, um, again, it's by Atmosphere, and I feel like I just need to make you listen to him sometime. He's fucking great. But it's this song called, uh, The Woman with the Tattooed Hands, and it's basically a story about how, like, he, like, Atmosphere's describing this lady that he met, and, like, she's older, and, like... She is, like... She, like, has it... She's, like, not with anybody because she's, like... She doesn't want to and, like, doesn't feel like there's anybody that can, like, match her. But he goes on to describe how, like, she has, like, these tattoos of, like, these two identical women on her hands. Mm. And she's, like, one's the devil and one is God. And, um... And he and he describes her in like in this cool way and how she's, like, this really interesting person that he talks to. But then he talks about how he's hanging out with her one night and she ends up uh i don't really think he says how it happens because he's also kind of taken aback but basically she like ends up like touching herself in front of him mm-hmm. and he just describes like like how that extended metaphor that she uses for her tattoos like just takes on this whole new scope because it's like it's her like using her hands to like pleasure herself and give herself this thing that no one else can give her but it's also like the god and the devil are like working together to do it Mm -hmm. and so like it creates this like huge like existential crisis for him and he and he basically is like he's basically like i just walked out because like i couldn't handle it but then he's talking about it later and he was like you know it like made me think about like religion and like people coming together and like you know, and just, like, what that means, like, to exist and, like, how to treat each other and, like, how to, like, just go through the world, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And it was such a fascinating story because it's so unique and, like, so, like, 
like kind of strange but it's also like weirdly intimate and like personal and it really like I remember like hearing that song and at first like thinking like oh that's kind of silly and then like really thinking about it being like this is like way deeper <laughs> than I thought yeah it's like a it reminds me of just like a dream really yeah so, sometimes uh, whether it's like a sleeping dream or a daydream sometimes you'll get these really weird images or symbols such as you described yeah and like they'll come to you and you kind of have to like you know it's like dream language you just have to sort of decode what the symbol might mean yeah exactly you know I'm all about that. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. It's, it, again, like, I described it in, like, a way that was completely unpoetic and, like, had no, like, weight. But the way that the song is written is so good because it, mm. like, it gives you everything and just the right amount of information where, like, it never it never puts itself on, like, too heavy or gives you too much at once. Like, it's very slow and deliberate about how it, like, tells you what's happening in the song. Yeah. Um... And it's just, like, constructed in a really cool way. Like, the song itself doesn't even really have a chorus. It just kind of is a story that, like, keeps going over the beat. Mm -hmm. And eventually, like, at the end of the song, he has, like, a repeating stanza that goes on. And it kind of repeats until the song fades out. Yeah. But, like, it doesn't really have a chorus because it's, like, him telling a story. Um, And a lot of his earlier songs are like that. Or, like, it's just him, like, talking about, like, how his day was or, like, what he did or, like, an interesting encounter he had. So, I always kind of, I always liked that as well, because then it makes it feel, it makes it feel less like, you know, a structured, like, pop, or, like, hip-hop, or, like, any other kind of, like, structured format. It makes it feel more like you're just, like, telling a story, and, like, mm-hmm. you're being more of, like, a poet. Not that, like, that's better or worse, but I always, I always appreciated that and thought it was cool. Right. So, there you go. So, there you go. Um, anyway, Lemon, good song. Good song, yeah. Solid. Um, yeah, I'll have to make you listen to some of those other songs, dude. We we just need to have a listening party where we, like, t- keep track of all the songs we talked about, and then we just sit down and, like, yeah. make each other listen to all of them, and then we talk about them. That would actually be an interesting That'd episode. That'd be really fun, yeah. That'd be an interesting episode if we bring, like, songs to each other and we talk about them. Yeah. Um, anyway, maybe an idea for a future episode in season three... Now we have a third season coming up. Oh, shit. Um, Okay, so next is a song simply called Yours. (laughs) It's by Russell Dickerson. Wait, there's no song. Wait, are you trying to tell me something, Seth? Uh, What what do you mean? What do you mean, Josh? There's no song called Yours here. You're just trying to disguise your feelings through... <laughs> I'm, just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, wait, was the Photoshop job that easy to figure out? Shit. Oh, shit. I'm just kidding. There is a song called Yours. <laughs> it's number 52. That being said, though, there's no uh, artist icon, so it might just be made up. I might have just wrote a song and submitted it just to yeah. get your attention, Josh. Yeah. By Russell Dickerson. Russell Dickerson. It sounds like I don't know why it sounds like a made up name. I feel it, like it's either gonna be it's either gonna be a country song or it's gonna be like a like an EDM pop song. I would guess country, but we'll I'm guessing country too. Well a name like Russell Dickerson, I mean, there's a few genres you could go to. That's stereotyping. Anyway, let's check it out. I came to life when I first kissed you. The best me has his arms around you. Make me better than I was before. Thank God I'm yours. I was a worn out. Sin. 
Okay, I kind of want to do this. I kind of want to do this review in a different way. I kind of want to do this review in the form of like a, like a fucking, like a, what do you call it? Like a lifetime movie trailer. Uh-huh. Like, I feel like that's what this was made for. So it's like, yeah. he's a young boy that just moved to town. All he's got is his guitar and a dream. A dream to become a rock star. Like, cut to dude, like, sitting on the porch drumming, looking up at, like, a tree dramatically. Yeah. But little did he know that love doesn't always come in regular shapes and sizes. <laughs> yeah. Cut to him looking out on the lake, and there's some girl, like, walking along the beach. Yeah. Coming this fall. <laughs> Lifetime. Lifetime Channel presents yours. <laughs> I like how I like how you said he's like at a lake and then there's a girl walking around the beach. <laughs> Cause then it's like what if the what if the movie was that bad that they didn't realize like they actually shot him by a lake and then, and then he looks over and there's and it's a, a girl, beach. And it's a girl walking on the beach. <laughs> like fuck like they shot like half the scene at a lake and they're like wait no it'd be better if it was at a beach it'd be more dramatic they had to like cast a different yeah. actress so yeah. they like only had her shots on the beach yeah. oh my god um no yeah that, that song was hilarious I uh I had a I had a yeah I had a good time with that one but probably not for the reasons that the song intended yeah. Oh man, me you, you guys can't see because you know we we'll, we only play a clip. But the whole time the song was playing, me and Josh were just doing like the dramatic like, you know like open yeah. like open handed like dramatic arm raises to the ceiling kind yeah. of things. Like, yeah. God. String swells, and then we started like doing these like air drum fills. Dude, I totally fucking I, t- <clears throat> I totally called the fucking like yeah. the 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 half the half verse into the final chorus. Yeah. I called that shit. Yeah. Oh man, you know I got <laughs> gotta say though, as as completely vanilla and generic as the song was, it like I don't know, it was fine. It wasn't like offensive to me. No, no, no. I, I, it's like I just think lyrically it was like very simple and uh, certainly wasn't an onion. That's for sure. No, 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 no onion there. No cake. It was just like it was like okay, here's one metaphor to describe how I'm a loser and lonely, and like here's another one, and here's another one, and here's another one. It was like saying the same point in these like very simple cheesy metaphors over and over again right and then there's the chorus that would happen a few times and that's like the extent of the lyrics but because of that and the music and the way everything was like constructed it was like very funny so i enjoyed it a lot (laughs) i probably had the most enjoyment listening to that song because i just laughed so much and like started doing all these air drums oh yeah it was like it was awesome it was very like uh yeah i don't know it was definitely one of those songs where it's like this is definitely on a movie soundtrack somewhere and if it's not then like like what is what is the dude's marketing team doing like why is this not on a on like a lifetime channel movie soundtrack right now it was actually in the goofy movie (laughs) four Damn, Goofy Movie 4? Oh, shit. Dude, what would that even be about? (laughs) 
the, the son falls in love. The, I would say the son is now like a father and like he's raising his kid and they go on a wacky road trip okay, just yeah. like his The father. grandchild falls in love. Dude, wait, okay, real talk. I actually, no joke, I wanted to bring this up. Because uh, when your sister was a guest on the podcast, we talked about a goofy movie. Mm-hmm. And as I was uh, as I was editing the episode, I totally remembered that there exists on the internet a incredible fan made trailer to a goofy movie. Mm-hmm. Except, <laughs> except the trailer shows it as directed by David Lynch, and it is it is Whoa. probably one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Okay. What would how, how do I find this? Just go on YouTube and look up Goofy Movie David Lynch, okay. and that's and it's there, and it's it's literally like I don't know how the person thought of of making that, but they the way they edited it is like perfect. I'm pre- I'm, I'm so much into that. It's it's probably one of the it's one of the best things that the internet has to offer. <laughs> like I, I, I don't say I'm that so lightly. Young. That's it's really it's really a work of art. I'm so <laughs> much looking forward to that. It's amazing. Like it literally reframes the entire story too, just by like the the sequence <laughs> that they, the sequence that they rearrange uh, like movie plot points in. It completely like reframes the entire right. movie. It's amazing. So anyway, good well, times. There you go. So there you go. Um, what do we even say about this? I mean. I have nothing more to say. It's, it's, Let's just it's, go to the next one. It's pretty cut and dry, you guys. It's really just, uh, I don't know. You heard the clip before. You could probably figure it out. Just imagine if Perfect had, like, twice the string section and was going for more, like, bombastic rather than, like, sentimental, and that's pretty much what you got. Yeah. It actually ended up being a mixture of country and pop. Yeah. We were, we were wondering which it would be based on the guy's name. Right. And, it, and it was both. It was a it was a good mixture of both. Um, even looking at the guy's photo as we were pulling up this song, we couldn't figure it out. Yeah, it was ambiguous. It was very ambiguous. I would really be curious as to what the music video for the song looks like. Like, it's probably exactly like I described it. There's probably a beach and a lake. No, it's just clips from the Goofy movie four. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. You're right. It's yeah. like it's like yeah. clip in the movie, and then like him with an acoustic guitar, just like singing yeah. on like a like a field somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's out in the cornfield. Fucking <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. I was describing the wrong movie when I started this this segment out. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, I should have been describing a Goofy movie for instead of... Goofy's grandchild is at a lake, and then he looks over, and there's a girl walking along the beach. Who also happens to be, like, a similar dog animal to what Max and Goofy are. What is Goofy? Is he also a dog? Yeah, he's a dog. But Pluto's a dog. Yeah, it's odd. So how? Why yeah. can't Pluto talk? That's the that's the question of, for the century. Or is Goofy some sort of weird like, like, malaligned like like more intelligent dog who just happened to like be able to kind of communicate, and that's how he got where he is. Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, because then there's also like the one that was like Mickey's Mickey's like nemesis in like the black and white, and he kind of also looks like a dog, but like he's kind of chubby. He's a I think he's a buff mouse. It's it doesn't make sense. Like, some animals can talk, and they're human-like, and then others are not. It's it's not really a... Just go with the flow, man. It's fucking... Hashtag conspiracy. Yeah, conspiracy. Hashtag Illuminati. Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. I think we've talked about this song enough. 
Let's go on to the last song of this episode, which, drumroll please, hey, there you go, is called, no joke, Pills and Automobiles, and it's by, also drumroll please, because I have to do this for the audience, by motherfucking Chris Brown. Chris Brown, holy fuck. Our last song of the last episode of this season is a fucking Chris Brown song. Mm. So, uh, it's also featuring Yo Gotti and Boogie with a Hoodie. Cool. Let's, uh, let's see how this is. See how this is, guys. Ow! Wait, wait. Josh literally just handed the phone back to me after looking at the lyrics and he had this expression on his face and he was like cool but then like in my head like my like inner Morgan Freeman narrator voice was like but it wasn't cool (laughs) 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 oh my god dude um I feel like god I feel like this song just felt like it was going on forever yeah like, it just felt really long. It was very forgettable. It was forgettable, and yet it, like, tried to, like... I feel like it was, like, the, the, the friend who's, like, at the party who is, like, really trying to get your attention, but, like, tries a little too hard, and you're like, dude, can, I, can we just, like, hang out another time and, like, not do this? And they're like, <laughs> wait, but I, like, have this thing that I want to tell you about, and you're like, no, but, like, I don't want to... <laughs> and they were just like still there and like bugging you. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was like if a bunch of middle-aged white men were like <laughs> did did a focus group and were like they did a focus group and they're like, what's the most popular musical like motifs in this hip hop genre? And then like they took like four years to figure it out, and they produced a track for Chris Brown, and then he laid down like really dumb lyrics, and then they finally released it like five years later. <laughs> so they're like, it's like ten yeah. years in the making. Yeah. So it's like middle-aged white men version of what of what is trending, but like five years ago. <laughs> and then Chris Brown lays over it like this. Really and then another dumb. four years later, yeah. it comes yeah. out. <laughs> This yeah. song was actually written in 2007. Yeah. <laughs> God. It was, uh... Basically, right? It was like, okay, okay, what do we need to do? What do we need to do? It's gonna be Chris Brown trying to woo a young lass. We know that. Yeah. Where can we go from here? Okay, okay. First things first, he's gotta do, like, his cool Chris Brown, like, I'm so cool, I gotta start out with, like, an outline. Ow! Except, like, just have him go really hard. Have him, like, shriek that ow. Ow! Like he's being stabbed with something. Cool. Got that. Now, let's immediately go to, you know, how Chris Brown is going to make the ladies feel when he, uh, when he, uh, impresses himself on them. 
Or we could just have him repeat the word wet for fucking wet. 16 wet. bars. Wet. Just say wet. Just say wet. wet. Not even like, I don't know. Is it a swimming pool? That's, that's, that's too wet. Pool. That's a little too But he mentioned a pool. He mentioned a pool. Okay. He mentioned swimming. Right. But then, but what was weird about that is he kept saying wet. Then in the beginning, he was like, I'll be. Which I was like, wait, you'll be wet? Wet? Ready to go. I don't know, man. Is that like a, does that mean something? Is that a metaphor or something? I can't explain that one. I just, I just don't know about this song, dude. I like, I don't know what to make of it. No, this song sucked. I didn't like it. <laughs> I mean, I didn't No, like I mean, it. I, I know it sucked. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of something to like say about it. Like to, to say why it sucked. I described it pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you did. That's fair. That's, why am I trying to describe it more articulately? Yeah, man. When you already like... laid it out. I mean, listen, I'm not going to try and sit here and explain a Chris Brown song to y'all. Just fucking, if you want to listen to it. How long How long was it? I'm actually really curious. I didn't even look it up. It was probably like a normal pop song. We just It was just bad, so it felt longer. I feel like this is going to fuck up. That is a five-minute song, okay. ladies and gentlemen. It was long. It was long. It was... Because normal, a normal song is like, what, two and a half, three minutes? You try to make it around there? Three, pop? 3.30 yeah, at the I, most? I'd say, no. Yeah, not that short. Top 40 songs are between three to four. Okay. Most most of them, I think. But yeah, adding on that extra minute was just was too much. Yeah. So you know what's actually really funny about that statement, though? <clears throat> I did a little bit of research because... Well, not really research, but like the news kind of came to me when it happened. But when Chris Brown first released the album that this track is on, I'm assuming it's on that album, he really... It's, it's a double-disc album. As it should be. The album is... <laughs> More is is more than two hours long. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> consider, consider, if you will. <laughs> well, he, he hasn't released a record in like 10 years. He's like, I got to get all this shit out now. <laughs> I mean, but come on, man. Can you spread it out a little? Can you fucking do some here and some there? The thing is, it clearly should not have been two hours. If that's one of the like better tracks... That's the that's one of the singles. If yeah. that's one of the better tracks, then there's a lot of garbage on that thing. Oh man, you can cut out. <laughs> I can't even. There's just a track with him saying like you know another another uh, arousing word for like five minutes. Yeah, like slippery. <laughs> <laughs> fucking get a beat going you're just like ooh slippery 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 yeah. ooh slippery it's uh, just... slippity dip uh, slippity dip uh, slippity dip uh, yeah it's... yeah like fucking yeah. and it's just like five minutes of that <laughs> you could even rhyme sh- you could rhyme shit with that that's actually being generous yeah um oh man anyway well <laughs> he's got the sauce though so he's got the sauce but what kind of sauce? Sli- dipping sauce. <laughs> dipping sauce. Slippery dipping sauce. Slippery wet dipping yeah. sauce. <sighs> oh my god. Anyway, well that happened. <laughs> that. I don't. Is it the beer? Is that why I can't <laughs> hold no. it together right now? <laughs> no, it's a song. God. I mean. To be completely honest, the last Chris Brown song that I heard 
was uh, Look at Me Now. Lego. Which, the only reason why that song was good was because Busta Rhymes was on, like, most of it. Every time I come, a nigga gotta set it, then I gotta go, and then I gotta get it, then I gotta blow, and then I gotta shut it. Any little thing a nigga think that he be doing, because it doesn't matter, because I'm gonna did it, did it. I didn't hear that one. Oh, I mean, Busta Rhymes' portion is pretty glorious. It's mm. Busta Rhymes being Busta Rhymes, so, you know, can't go wrong with that. Um, he also had this song called Loyal, which was, uh... Him and Lil Wayne and I think Tyga was on there somewhere. Okay. And that was straight up like a song about him being like, look, if girls don't want to be loyal to me, then I'll just cheat on them with other girls. And you're like, wait, but isn't that not being loyal? And he's like, shut up, I'm Chris Brown. And you're like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically <laughs> the song. Um, so, in conclusion... Mm. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> yeah. Solid. Um, ooh, I still have a lot of my beer left. I, I, I was, was, ta- was kind of ranting there for a second. I was going pretty hard on my beer, so I mm-hmm. got I got like two good chugs left. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Should we do... I'll ra- start. I'll rank first. You'll rank first? Okay. Um, so, if I were to go by like enjoyment level, mm-hmm. then the country song would be number one. Really? Because I laugh so hard. <laughs> but I can't give it number one <laughs> because like the initial laugh factor is just I won't be able to laugh at it again. Right. It's so, it's a one time deal. Yeah, I have to I have to rank on like actually how I felt about <laughs> okay. the song. Uh, so, um, I don't, I don't remember the names, but the second song. Uh, the N R N E Lemon by, yeah. by N E R D. Uh-huh. That's number one. Okay. Because I my head was bobbing and I was like really vibing on that pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, number two was the first track by Offbeat. Was it? It was Offset, Offset and Offset. Metro Boomin. Yeah. The Offset song. What was the song? What was the name of that? Fuck, I don't remember the name of that. Uh, wait, hold on. We're finding it. We're going, <laughs> going deep into the. Into the the search engine here and figuring it out. Uh, it was Ric, Ric Flair drip. That's right. Ric Flair is awesome. So yeah, that that was number two because I also vibed really hard with it. Okay. Just not quite as much, and it was yeah, it was just I vibed on it, but less intense, less head bobby, less you know. Down. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Three would be the country song because it was hilarious, <laughs> and because we had a good time listening to we it. We had a good time, and I, I didn't actively dislike it. Like mm-hmm. I was indifferent to it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if the humor wears off, I just be like, yeah, whatever. It's another like cheesy country song. Exactly. And then easily the last one <laughs> is Chris Brown because I actively disliked it. It was just like, oh my god, he is annoying. All of these musical. Motif money grabs are annoying. Yeah. And the whole song is just inane, boring. Drab. Drab. Um, I'm filled with ennui. No, I'm just you're filled with what? Ennui. What's ennui? I think that's how you pronounce it. It's E N N No, E N N U I. It's like this French word ennui. Gonna count that as an obscure shout-out. Yeah. It's, like, intense boredom to the point of, like, suicidal boredom. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. 
It's like existential dread. I'm glad there's an actual word for that, though. Yeah. Like, I'm glad someone was like, you know what? Yeah. I had to make that an actual word. Yeah. So that Shit. that Chris Brown track was bad, really bad. Yeah. Um. That's, and yeah, that's what happened, man. You know what? Um, this is an episode where our rankings are exactly the same. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. Thing that since, since that's happened. Yeah. Um, it has been a while. It's been a while. When was the last time? I maybe last season even. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Lemon, easily the best song. I mean, just everything. Everything was great. The the lyrics were were fun, but they also made you think a little bit. The Rihanna sample was, like, awesome. I wasn't expecting her to rap, even though... And that's a good example, like we said, of a simplistic beat and a simplistic, practically non-existent melody line still being able to carry a song with, like, good performances. Hmm. Um, then second was um, Ric Flair Drip, even though I still don't really know what Ric Flair Drip means. <laughs> um, it was still... It was enjoyable. It had a good atmosphere. It created its mood well definitely had a good time um third yeah. one was uh was yours for <laughs> reasons that are similar to why i would ever watch a hallmark channel show uh, <laughs> for the laughs <laughs> for the lols <laughs> and then uh fourth was far and away this chris brown song yeah that's like like, I'm realizing we're gonna do our top and bottom fives. This is to that's totally going to the bottom for me. That's, for sure. It's very likely that's gonna end up on the bottom five. I don't th I don't think it'll be my worst, but I it's definitely yeah gonna end up in the bottom five. I'm sure. Unless yeah. if I look back and I'm like, wow, there's a couple of these that really sucked, but like I don't think so. I don't know. It's pretty. <laughs> it's pretty clear. Yeah. It's 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 coming out the gates, but in the opposite way. It's, yeah. it's backing out the gate. I can't recall any of the songs that were my bottoms this whole season, except for that. But like, I don't have I don't have a recollection of like strongly feeling dislike for a song. Yeah. So it's very likely this is going to be my bottom three, potentially even, oh, okay. even the worst, maybe. I don't okay. know, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be bottom three. I'm not going to say anything because I honestly can't recall all of the songs that we've done. But I think a lot of the songs this season that I didn't like were because they were either boring or because they were, like, mediocre. But none of them actively stood out to me as, like, bad. Yeah. yeah. But this was a song that was, like, pretty bad. Exactly. So. There's no there's no Imagine Dragons for me to hate on. Right. So <laughs> this is going to be, like, low. It's actually going to be kind of hard because you're just, because we're just going to have to sift through, like, a sea of, like, mediocre songs. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that'll be interesting. Was Believer my, my least favorite that one season? Yes, Believer was, was your least favorite. Never favorite. Yeah. That makes sense. I hate it. Um, you know what, though? Uh, this season, Thunder was in there. It was in season two? I think it was in season two. I might have been that'll one be of our... Five. That'll definitely be one. I think so. I don't... Ooh, that's a good question. It right. might That might have come out near the end, and I think we just thought it was, like, average. Yeah. It might have been able to sneak by because it was an average song and not like an yeah. actively bad song. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Um well that's the end of the twentieth episode. Yeah. My god, we made it. That's the end of season well, we're gonna do the top and bottom and then that'll be the end of season two technically. Yeah. So um thanks for being with us on this ride, everybody. It's been really great. Um if you haven't yet, check out our Patreon. I know it's uh, it's fun to just listen to us be drunk. And <laughs> rabble about shit, but um, you know, donating is a really great way to help us do more, 
commit more time to the podcast because I know there's a lot of you out there now that are listening and are really into it. So if you like it, think about supporting. If you don't, that's fine. But, uh, you know, it'd be nice. Have a couple extra bucks in there to maybe uh, get more 40s with. Oh, yeah, man. Get those high-quality 40s. Help, we, help us get premium loggers. Premium <laughs> loggers. Yeah. Yeah. You pitch in, it's great. If not, it's all right, too. Keep listening. Yeah. I mean, your, your listening love. support is the biggest thing. Yeah. So. Um, anyway, there's a link for that in the description. But in the meantime, uh, we've been 40s and 40s. I'm Seth. I'm Josh. And uh, you guys are, as always, the best. Keep on rocking in the free world. <laughs> Take it easy, guys. Oh, yeah.